0: Yes, Welcome. Welcome to the Lord Petty Podcast. Appreciate you tuning in. We have another fun-filled action-packed of bunch of shit going to happen that I don't know what's going to happen. How about that? Um, It's nice being talented enough to where I have no idea what I'm going to do and then I still do it and then it still just happens. And is that arrogance? No. What that is is repetition and doing things over and over again and actually doing what you're going to do and not just talking about it. Because you know what really grinds my gears? is when somebody says oh i want to start a podcast and it bothers me like just do it you're one google search away from just doing it um i had no idea what i was doing i just started doing it and i started acquiring little things in here and there and i would say besides my computer i mean my computer even though i got it back in like 2010 when i was going to audio engineering school in and it probably has thousands of dollars of cracked software on there uh, which means Storin, which means I got the uh, <laughs> I gonna make a bad joke. I was going to say I got the George Floyd discount, but that was way before. Um, so I couldn't just smash and grab the waves bundle, but I have my ways. You know what I'm saying? I befriended a couple pirates and uh, yes, yeah, so my computer at this one point was probably worth like 10 K right now. It's probably worth like $200 because I haven't updated it once since 2010 or something when I got it. I haven't done one single update because I have so much stolen software on there. I was scared if I do any sort of updates, uh, the shit wouldn't work. So uh, how about that? But when people are like, oh, I'm going to start a project," Like when people talk about they want to do something, it just drives me nuts. I don't even want to hear it. I don't want to hear anybody talk about what they're going to do because you know what it does? It actually releases this chemical in your brain that gives you the same satisfaction as if you've accomplished it. So if you go outside and mow your lawn, you feel accomplished. It's like, oh, yeah, I just mowed the lawn. If you tell your friend, I'm going to mow the lawn, you get the same satisfaction from saying that you're going to do that so whenever somebody's like oh i want to do this oh i'm gonna do that da, 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 da. it's probably how my dad feels when i say oh i'm gonna go back to college or something like that but i'm never going to go back to college because why the fuck would i ever go back to college what's that going to get you stupid piece of paper which isn't guaranteeing you any job at some company where uh they're just going to pay you the least amount possible. For you to do the least amount possible without getting fired, um, we live in an age where you can just do it yourself, dude. You can just do everything yourself, no matter what it is. Uh, you used to have all these gatekeepers, you know, like information. Information is so valuable, so they have these college gatekeepers, um, and so you'd have to basically invest in yourself. Now you got to invest in yourself different. You got to invest the same way. Like I said, I've been doing this for like four years, and i just started getting followers and stuff like that you know or like selling t-shirts and shit like that or being recognized here and there like it's it's weird um but yeah um it is what it is you know four years you go to school four years and you get out and then you go get some apprenticeship and it's like you start doing creative things it takes time nobody it's very 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 rarely especially with how competitive the digital space is where you can just come out and uh, blow up overnight. You just got to do things over time and get good at it. Because a lot of people don't realize how bad they suck at something. Um, and you just got to keep getting better and figuring your shit out and dialing it in. It's like anything else. It's like a tennis player. They figure out the little quirks. And after you figured out enough little quirks, <laughs> you know, you figure it out. But uh, I've had an interesting last two weeks, man. It's um, Life Life is starting to get weird. Uh, I, went to, I went to the Trump rally thing. And uh, I was talking to DTJ, I was Donald Trump Jr. and I was trying to like get some special strings pulled and he couldn't make it happen. But he promised me next time. He said, next time we'll make it happen. Cause it was like for a VIP bundle, it was like $4,000. And I just messaged him like, hey dude, is there any chance of like meeting you and get a picture and kind of, you know, (laughs) get the works with a general admission? And he never responded. And then after the event, he's like, oh dude, sorry, I just saw this. And I was like, oh, it's okay, Donald Trump Jr. that you didn't see my message until earlier to get me special privileges to get past secret security or a secret service who took my vape. Um, It's funny because I went to the river with my family like a couple days prior and I bought this $20 vape and then I put it in the chair and then my aunt was shit-faced (laughs) and she knocked the chair over and my vape went in the river. And then, so a couple days later, I go buy another one, another $20 vape, and I'll take it to the fucking Donald Trump rally, and then uh, Secret Service took it from me. And so now I just haven't had one, and I haven't been smoking it all, but I've been feeling a lot better. But, so, I went to this thing, right? And I just went by myself. I was supposed to go with my buddy Andy. I bought him a ticket. I bought him a $50 ticket, and I call him the next morning cause I was hung over from the night before cause I went out and did some shit and uh, yeah, I went, I went and uh, I went and fucked this girl who didn't want to get in her bed yet because her sheets were still in the wash. So she didn't want us to get our raw bodies on or she didn't want us to put our bodies on her raw bed, but then I fucked her raw on the couch. Uh, but anyways, uh, what was I talking about? Oh yeah. So then we went to the Donald Trump. I went to the Donald Trump rally without Andy and because he got shit-faced in his apartment by himself and he lives in Dallas and he didn't drive the three hours to come hang out with me. But you know what? It's okay. And so I get there and then some guy with like really shaggy fucked up hair calls me brainwashed. And then I asked him when the last time is that he washed his hair and he just kind of looked at me funny. But that was that. And then... Uh, Dude, there was some serious characters running around, though. Like, we got to admit, like, there's some fucking mouth-breathing-ass Trump supporters, dude. Um, like I said, I just bought, like, a general admission ticket, and it's like, the more money you spend in life, the more you get around higher-quality people and more attractive women, um beauty's expensive dude aesthetically pleasing surroundings and people's expensive it like costs money to get in there otherwise you're in the back with all the troglodytes and i was in the back with all the troglodytes and there was just a lot of mouth breathing going on and it's funny because uh dtj came out first and he just kind of did more of a comedy routine just making fun of liberals and talking about all the like goofy shit going on. Everybody was like laughing and hooting hollering and I was fucking falling out of my seat because he like mocked Joe Biden shaking invisible hands like he went went to the back of the stage and was like shaking hands with ghosts like Biden did. That was really funny. But then uh, when Big 45 himself came out, a lot of people just started leaving because he was actually telling work stories, and I thought it was super interesting. He said something that really stuck with me. I mean, love or hate the guy, he was still the president, and he still ran the country. Um, and you can you can learn you know that saying like you can learn something from anybody. Like it doesn't matter who anybody is. Like if you're if you're locked in a room, like. Uh like that movie saw, like when you're if you're just locked in a room with a stranger, you it doesn't matter who they are. They could be a guy that's been homeless for twenty years. You can still learn something from that guy. You still got a story. Like everybody has a story and something to learn from them, right? And so when you're in the same room with the former president and he's just telling no pun intended war stories, um it's fucking interesting, dude, because it wasn't like a, oh, election rally or something like that. Like he was just talking about what the administration done, like how he dealt with certain situations. And somehow he got this, this deal on Air Force One, About he kept talking down Boeing. and Somehow he pinned Lockheed and Boeing against each other to drop the price of Air Force One down by like $2 billion, which was crazy. And he said something. He said in life, to get a good deal, you need to have leverage. And to have leverage, you need to have options. And it just makes so much sense, you know? It just kind of reminded me, even though I was sitting there with thousands of other people or hundreds, I don't really know how many people were there. um, It was a huge turnout. Um, It reminded me of just sitting down by the river with my dad drinking beers and him telling me stories and then me taking the lessons out of it, just listening to Big 45 talk was... um, It was really interesting, but I was just surrounded by just some of the most mouth-breathing, moronic, just fucking trash people. <laughs> it was funny, dude. And then all they had to eat was pizza, right? All that was there was... The, it's so funny because it's such a like expensive event, but then there's just like a level of... And it wasn't like a Trump official event. It was some, some other like corporate entity was putting on this event. Cause I met this other guy who like... Uh, I forget. He was some sort of campaign something. I forget. Doesn't matter. But he was cool. He was like my age Uh, hanging out with the people that run the country. But it's okay. Uh, What was I talking about? Oh, yeah. But so we were in the pizza line. And um, basically, all they had was bottles of water, coffee, and pizza. And then all these just like boomer Republicans were just freaking out because there's no coffee. And I was wondering if they're going to serve booze. They should have served booze at this thing. Just get everybody all drunk and hooting and hollering. You know, that's what I would have done. I forget, there's something specific about that event I wanted to talk about. Um, I don't remember. There's the pizza thing. (laughs) People just get so mad about the littlest shit, dude. It's so funny. Uh, But yeah, it was interesting, dude. If you ever go see the Prezi talk, um, I would go see Butthole Biden too, you know? Like I would go see anybody. It's interesting, you know? It's interesting being close to... Uh, sometimes you just got to like touch and feel and experience what seems like the untouchable. You know what I'm saying? And that's kind of like in my life, it's, I'm starting to feel this weird shift where I'm just, I feel I, I feel so close. I'm like not inside the circles yet, but I feel so, I, I'm so, how do I say this? It's just, a, it's just a weird feeling. So like last night, for instance, right? Um, I go to see, uh, there's a comedian, his name's Mike Lenocci. And I see that he's in town, and he's like really good friends with Cristalia. Well, actually, okay, I I knew that Cristalia was in town because I was at Kill Tony, and then I was standing outside with this dude named Swiggy, and um, we were just bullshitting about something. Like he found a bag, <laughs> he found a bag of meth, <laughs> and if you know who Swiggy is, you, you this is hilarious. Like. If you type in, go, go into YouTube, go type in YouTube, go type in YouTube, sound like old man, go to YouTube and type in kill Tony and then Swiggy. Okay. And and you'll see just like what Swiggy's like. And so we're outside and he, he's like, he found a bag of meth and he's asking me if I I want it or they didn't know if it was Coke or meth or something like that. I'm like, no, we're just kind of dying laughing. And then, uh, these two just like beautiful women walk by and I wasn't really paying attention to the dudes. And then I'm uh, just kind of like, you know, I'm laughing at Swiggy and I'm kind of creeping on these two girls walking by and I'm not paying attention to the guys. And then another comment goes, Oh shit, that was Chris D'Elia. And I was like, Oh really? I missed it. And, um, it's like, yeah, I do I saw the big tie." I was like, Oh cool. D'Elia's in town. And, uh, and then I saw on the internet that Lenoci had a show. I was like, well, I bet you if Lenoci's there, like that's probably who D'Elia was with. So he's probably performing. And, uh, So I bought a ticket and I just went by myself. It was like a 1030 show and I just casually went and, um, and uh, yeah, it was, it was cool. I, it was, how do I, how do I, how do I tell these stories without sounding like, I think like, um, here's the thing in my life. I just started pretending in my own mind that I'm just super famous and super rich Not like in a pompous way where I try to like... But I do try to just get away with murder. I just literally try to get away with murder. I just... I pretend like I belong in any room. And so I go to the Vulcan. And I know you see me around because like I've been on Kill Tony and I go to shows there and I hang out like in the smoker thing with the comics and shit like that. But uh, And so there's an upstairs which is kind of like... a a more like a unless they open it up like if somebody huge like rogan or something like that separate besides that's basically like the comedians and like the bands and shit like that hang out upstairs and then like downstairs you got the general floor and i was by myself and um and i and all the staff the whole staff i mean they're all like comics and i've seen them at you know like parties and shit like that's like they've seen my i'm not saying i know everybody like people see my face you know what i mean so i can kind of get away with more stuff than the average person but um so I go inside and, uh, you know, I just have a general admission ticket and I just waited for the whole line to go in because I, I don't wait around in lines. And so I go inside and I'm looking downstairs. It's like, I don't want to sit down here. I'm just going to go upstairs. And there was a guy like standing by the barrier blocking off the upstairs. And I just kind of gave him a nod and a fist bump and he just, <laughs> just like went along with it. And they just like let me go upstairs. And uh, and they, as <laughs> so I just go upstairs and I get a drink uh didn't pay for it and and i just go and sit at this table like upstairs like the best scene like upstairs just looking right down at the stage i'm just chilling by myself for a while and i start seeing a couple familiar faces you know like uh local comics and shit like that and like bands and stuff like that and uh but i'm just chilling by myself for a while waiting for the show to start and then this girl comes up to me and just like this super beautiful girl comes up to me and it like threw me off. She's like, Hey, can I sit here? I was like, yeah, of course. You know, she's like, Oh, what's, what's your name? So I introduced myself. She tells me her name and I thought she was hitting on me. And, um, cause that's of course what every guy will ever think when a beautiful woman talks to them. And then, uh, then she's like, Oh, what do you do? I told her what I do. She's like, Oh, well that's cool. She's like, Oh, have you been to this venue before? I was like, yeah, no, quite, quite a few times. And she's like, "Oh well, my my boyfriend uh, does the long story short. Her boyfriend is the guy that owns the production company that produces like Kill Tony and all the other, um, like all the other stand up shows, especially at that venue. And uh, one of the guys, he's actually like the big barbecue guy. Like Rogan talks about him on his podcast all the time and stuff like that. And um, and so I'm hanging out with this chick, and then uh, eventually, you know, she's telling me about her boyfriend. We're talking." And then eventually her boyfriend walks up just like super nice guy. Super chill guy. And uh, it's funny because I kind of got so like turned off by the comedy scene because I'll go and do these like open mics and shit like that. And I just hate comedians. I don't like them. I think they're just all dicks. (laughs) They're just so like, I don't know. I can be a huge douchebag, but I'm just kind of a nice guy. Like I'd rather like have a good time and hang out with people. And then if I know them well enough, I'll crack on them and i think that's more funny but if people just like standoffish and weird i don't really like it that much but and so i meet this guy and he's super cool and i like, go oh, we're gonna go to the deck and go smoke you want to come i was like yeah sure i'll come and then so i go and meet like you know the kill tony band and and the you know the people that produce the show and blah blah, blah and we're just hanging out and uh it was fun you know i just by myself winging it and then uh and then the bad thing is I had to take a shit, so I like left that group I was like, I, I need to go, I'm gonna go get another drink in reality. I went and blew up the bathroom at the Vulcan and then I went back inside and I went back and sat at, uh, sat at a different table cause my, the original table I was at, but it's a little bit over from the original table. I went and sat down by myself and then the show started and it was all good. And then, um, uh, yeah, I was sitting by myself so there's two other seats next to me and then, um, all of a sudden, this, this blonde girl sits down next to me, and I was like, she looks kind of familiar. And then there's also, like, super attractive brunette girls, you know, they're like, hey, can we sit here? He's like, yeah, no, sure, yeah, of course. And then uh, all of a sudden, I look over, and then um, there's Chris Dalia, and he's looking at the blonde chick sitting next to me, and he's just, like, rolling his eyes, like, and, she, and I was like, oh, shit. And I recognize, like, oh, you're, you're D'Elia's fiancé. I didn't say that, though. I just, like, you know, I didn't want to be weird and um and she's just super i didn't get i did not get to meet chris but uh it was cool because then when he went on cuz he hasn't done a lot of stand up since he's gone through the whole like canceling thing and uh it was interesting just like literally i'm just talking like i was sitting right next to his fiance while he was doing his set and just like seeing her reaction and like how happy she was to see him back doing like what he's supposed to be doing and getting such a positive reception. Except it got kind of weird at one point because he kind of started talking about the whole like canceling thing and the cheating thing and all that kind of stuff. And it's like I could like feel the energy around me. But um, yeah, it's just it it, it was just cool being um, in in that environment, you know. Um, Yeah, dude. So the moral of the story is just pretend like you're supposed to be places. Um, just <laughs> nobody, well, it depends. Um, I literally tell myself when I get insecure about something I'm like, dude, you're, you're fucking Lord Petty. Just go do it. If anybody says anything, who cares? You're just going to die someday anyways. Um, but yeah, dude, that was a fun experience. Um, Oh God, what do I want to talk about. Uh, I have my notes here. Um, single cause my girl has to work. Yeah, so I came to a realization this is totally off topic, but uh I ran out of th- stories to tell that were probably boring as fuck anyways. Or maybe not. Who knows? You're never the judge. It's like Gary Vee says like, you're not the judge of what you put out. That's probably the worst Gary Vee voice. If I if I could like really like project my voice and be really loud and just be uh fearlessly obnoxious in this apartment, this podcast would be a lot better, like it used to be. We used to just be able to like yell about eating pussy or something you know but now i worry because i can hear like this little yapper dog across like outside my door sometimes so i'm sure like if i'm sitting here pretty close to my front door this whole fucking building can hear everything coming out of my big german mouth but that's okay though uh but one time when me and my friends were like 16 uh i had this friend named mike whose mom was this radio personality and she was a single mom and she was never home and um We went to the Olive Garden to go get uh, my friend Nate's older sister was going to buy some beer and she was a waitress there. And uh, we go to the Olive Garden, score the beer, and there's this other chick that worked there. And uh, her name was... Should I say her name? I don't even know if I should say her name. Did I say too much? Okay, I'm not going to say her real name, but her name was a dude name. But she was a chick, okay? Uh, We'll call her... Jeffrey. Okay. <laughs> and uh, so we meet this chick there and so we get all our beer from, from homeboy sister and we're like, Oh, we're just going to go back to Mike's and drink. And th- We invited this girl, this other chick who there, who was like 26. Okay. She was like 26 and we were like 16 or 17 or something. Right. Like five dudes five dudes and then this 126-year-old chick comes back to the apartment with us. And I've never ever in my life been like a very promiscuous type guy. You're like I get really grossed out by really slutty women. I like I just don't I don't know if it's like the um, I get worried about STDs or I'm just like really homophobic and I don't want to fuck some chick that has some other dudes like saliva or jizz on her or something like that. I'm just very like, I don't like overly promiscuous. Like it grosses me out. Like when I go to a strip club, I get legitimately grossed out because I start like thinking about the chick's parents about how uh, it would probably hurt them if she, they knew she was just clapping her ass cheeks on some pasty German right now. And um, like, I'm not saying I don't participate, obviously. I mean, if it's there, like when in Rome, you know, but I like don't enjoy it. Like sexually, it's just more of a funny story. Um, but so anyway, so then the five of us, we go back to the apartment and then I just keep noticing like this chick will appear and then she'll just uh, like vanish and then one of my buddies would be gone. Right. And so this was just kind of periodically happening. There must have been like five or six, of six or maybe even seven of us. Because I'll just always be like, we're we're just like, somebody keeps disappearing. This chick is gone. And then finally, she comes up to me and like, we're drunk. We're just being like young teenager drunk. Finally, she comes up to me and she's like, are you ready? I was like, what? What? (laughs) What are you talking about? And she's like, let's go in the other room. And I was like, okay, well, hold on. I got to piss. So I go piss. So I go to the bathroom and my buddy Zach walks out of the bathroom and he's just laughing. I'm like, what's going on? He's like, dude, I just fucked Jeffrey. And I was like, what? She's asking me to go in the other room. He's like, yeah, dude. <laughs> He's like, yeah, dude, and Nate fucked her before. And I was like, what? What the fuck is going on? So basically, this like 26-year-old chick was having a train ran on her by a bunch of 16-year-old guys. <laughs> I was like, nah, I'm good. I straight up told her, like, nope. And I'm, either I was... Yeah, I'm pretty sure I was the only one that didn't smash her. Uh, but shout out to that chick, dude. I wonder what she's doing nowadays. Um, What a fun story. Are you listening to this with the fam? Are you in the car right now with the family heading camping right now? Listening to good old Lord Petty talking about running trains. Huh? What are we at? 23 minutes. I think we're going to go a little bit longer because um, I didn't do an episode last week because I was busy uh, trying to be around rich people, even though I'm not one of them yet. That's like all I'm focusing on right now, dude. Like I literally, I don't feel left out on anything if I'm not doing it because I've been reading a. I've been reading a lot of James Altrusher, I think his name is. Um, this fool, he's got this. Skip the line. Uh, I just read his other book called "Choose Yourself," and we don't read a lot of Robert Greene and shit like that. And um, that's why I told I like in my mindset, like that's why I just walk in somewhere. And I literally just act like I own the place. And then people treat me like that, dude. And it's the weirdest shit. Um, yeah, it's really weird. It's just like the energy you put out is just... I don't know. I don't know. And maybe that's why like these open micers and shit are, are dicks to me. You know, it's kind of like how... Uh, it's kind of like how the only people that ever really get fucked with at a bar are like the big guys, you know? So maybe it's like if you have enough confidence about yourself, you put out that aura and then, you know, people just want to fuck with you and drag you down. But I don't... I don't like being around that shit. And like I said, open mics are terrible. Uh, but anyways, what was I talking about? Um, oh yeah, we we're gonna go a little bit longer because I was busy, and then I told you the story about the orgy. Uh, one time, one time in tenth grade, uh, my my good friend Max, him and I were sitting next to each other in biology class, and this guy was just probably one of just, just the funniest people I've ever met in my life. Unfortunately, we stopped hanging out a lot as we got older cuz his clique was just too rowdy for me like i always i was always a class clown but i was never a troublemaker um i never yeah, i never liked causing trouble or having adults think i was like a bad kid or something like that like i never you know i just liked making people laugh like that was my whole thing and he kind of started hanging out with like the the fucking we we used to call this group of guys we call them mob money over bitches just because they were all like huge little way- i don't know it was it was funny Um, but we're sitting in science class and we're supposed to do a report on a disease or like a bacteria or something like that. I think it was on a disease. It was, yeah. And so everybody picked like a, you know, elephantitis or some shit like that. And then this one girl who just happened to be a (laughs) big, she had a reputation at school. She picked, she picked chlamydia. And then uh, we all had to have these poster boards, right? These poster boards with like pictures of the shit and then go up there and talk about it, like what the disease is. And like I said, everybody else just had like cancers or uh, whatever else like cellular things going on. And she picked the slut, picked the STD. And then uh, I just look over at my buddy Max and then he insinuates her just being like, we're going to talk about chlamydia. And she's like, let me show you. You just like insinuate she would pull her pants down. And dude, I started laughing so hard. And so then, <laughs> the whole time, I was in the teacher's just looking at me while this chick is just giving a presentation about chlamydia. We're just sitting there like fucking Beavis and Butthead, just dying laughing, like mocking her. And that story was not as funny as it was supposed to be at all. You know, when you have something in your head and then you say it out loud. All right. I think we're going to end it on that. What did I talk about? I talked about Trump. I talked about Dalia. I talked about an orgy. I talked about uh, annoying people wanting to start podcasts. Um, I can talk about two more things that I have on my, on my little boy here. Uh, brands do controversial things. Oh, yeah, dude. So I'm fully convinced that this whole like wokeism shit that brands, they don't actually care. About it, but we already knew that. But their whole thing is like they know that conservatives are going to get worked up about shit. So I think they're more trying to get conservatives worked up and share the articles out of shock value than they even are about like appeasing liberals. Because like liberals don't have money and aren't going to buy shit anyways. But they know like, okay, if we get it in, because you got the culture, uh, the culture, the cancel culture on the left, then you got like the just outrage mob on the right, which will be like, oh, this is very old, disturbing my children. So then they'll just share all this stuff, which is basically just free promotion. So be like, okay, well, if we pander to the nut job left, even though they're not going to buy anything, all the people on the right are going to share it out of outrage, even though they're not going to cancel us, uh, they're still going to share it. So it's going to be free promotion Then more people are going to go buy briefs to have their dick hanging out like Justin Bieber. You know what I'm saying? You like that? Uh, but yeah, dude. Uh, Pride month is coming up, so be ready. Be ready for that. Um, all right, dude. 28 minutes. This is the longest podcast I've done in a long time. I hope you enjoyed it. If you do enjoy the podcast, please tell somebody, dude. If you're listening right now, I should probably say this in the beginning. Just go leave a rating, bro. Go to my YouTube channel, even if you just listen to the audio, because the audio gets a lot more plays in the YouTube channel. Uh, which I totally get that because I listen to audio podcasts. I don't ever watch podcasts, but um, please go subscribe to my YouTube channel. Uh, Leave a rating into podcast app. Tell somebody, follow me on Instagram, share the shit. Like, let's do this thing, you know? Let's do this. It's time. We've been grinding and we deserve to, like... We deserve this. Like, let's go, dude. Um... Love y'all. Appreciate y'all. Take care of yourselves.